This episode is dedicated to why I'm single. The podcast, because I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to dedicate an episode to, to, to being a freaking loser. I mean, I know I'm single. I mean, I'm, I'm freaking hamstring. Oh, just listen to the show. What, what, what do you mean I'm going to give you a website? I don't know what website is. Do you guys have a website? They don't have a website. Do you have a website? I don't have a website. Just Google why I'm single, the podcast. They're on Facebook, they're on TuneIn, they're on Facebook, they're on iTunes. It's easy to find and it's good. There is a lot to be concerned about regarding the NRA's activities, but NRA TV might actually be the dumbest, most transparent thing that it does. Think about it this way. If the NRA is a ferocious bear charging at you, NRA TV is that bear's ridiculous hat. <laughs> is it eye-catching? Sure it is. Is it perversely entertaining? Absolutely. Is it the main thing you should be worried about? Probably not, because the real truth here is, hat or no hat, it is imperative that everyone keep their eyes on that fucking bear. After midnight, we're gonna let it all hang out. After midnight, we're gonna chill and shine. Here we go! <laughs> I have been working on the intro for this episode, just the first few opening minutes, for the better part of two days. I've been redoing, rewriting, rethinking, re-recording, and this is the last take I'm going to do. This is it. I'm just going to go with the flow. No script. No notes. I'm just going to go with my guts. This episode is about weapons. Not because I don't like them. Not because I want to make a political argument. This is a podcast to entertain people who listen to it, but first and foremost to entertain the guy who does it. This episode is about weapons because I had... Five songs that I really wanted to play but independently could not really fit them well into other topics. But together, they fit perfectly in this one. That being said, for the record, I am against weapons. As opposed to having a goddamn conversation. This is the problem in our world. We immediately resolve to aggression. Violence of any form. Instead of stopping, breeding, thinking, talking. I don't like weapons because A, I'm Canadian and we're not a weapons or guns culture. B, I'm so clumsy I would probably hurt my own self anyway and somebody I love. C, because I have seen up close what these things do as opposed to listening to someone who has a problem. The story goes back to what most of you call junior high and high school, a five-year period that we here call secondary school. I did those five years in a boarding school, a vocational school. Yes, I wanted to do a life in the church. No, I am not going to talk about it now. For another time. Point is, it's a place where it's hard to make friends for someone as introverted as me, and it's easy to be bullied. I was, so was my friend Sebastian. After maybe two years, though, I had managed to fit in a lot more. Thanks to sports, thanks to my love of all things geek. It was the beginning of the age of the geek. So eventually I fit in. Sebastian did not. He remained bullied. He remained cast aside. He remained what we now call different. It got to a point where Sebastian felt he could only find friendship from something completely different than the people around him. Namely, his collection of big, huge army knives that he carried with him in school sometimes even in his pockets. When he got bullied too much, the knives would come out. We were in a boarding school, so of course we didn't rat on each other. We resolved our things internally by ourselves. 
and we always manage to make Sebastian put his knife back in his pocket, at least until after graduation, when there was no longer any of us, his buddies, to make him do it. It could be philosophized any which way whose fault it is, who didn't listen enough, who didn't see things enough, it was the teacher's responsibility, it was his parents' responsibility, we should have done something to students, we were just teenagers, goddammit. My friend Yona would be probably the best person to help me philosophize about all this, but the point is, after graduation, I didn't stay in touch with anybody. I didn't single anybody out to not stay in touch with, even those who made me uncomfortable. I simply didn't stay in touch with anybody because my fifth year, I lost my sister to a car crash, and I lost a classmate to suicide because he came out to his parents and they rejected him. As a point of reference, I graduated in 1991. So I decided this part of my life was going to stay behind me for good. I changed cities, I changed schools, I was in college, it was a new start for me. I did run into Sebastian about a year and a half later. He was at a bus stop, we had a nice conversation, how are you doing, how's life, what you want to do with your life, and that was it, we went our separate ways, until two weeks later, when I saw him on television. Sebastian had been arrested for killing a five-year-old boy in a park, and seriously wounded the babysitter and sister he was with. He wanted to know what it felt like to be a serial killer, so he dressed in army fatigues, put on a hockey mask, took his Rambo knives, waited in a bush in a public park until he saw the perfect victim, and he attacked. He was tackled by other people in the park, arrested, sentenced to 24 years in jail, served only 17, came out, opened a pastry shop. Easy as that. Kill a child, go to jail, open a pastry shop. Again, my friend Yona would help me philosophize exactly what my part is in this. I feel that it's all our fault as a society. He's not the disease, he's just a symptom. But weapons are not a solution ever. If there's a lesson in this story, this is it. The solution would have been anything else than weapons in his situation. Again, this is not a political commentary. It is how I feel about it and why. If you need to talk about this, my Twitter is always open. I'm always, now at least, available to talk to someone who needs help, who needs to talk. But please, if you're thinking about doing something really stupid with weapons, whatever your motivation, talk. Please talk. Welcome After Midnight. My name is Anthony from Montreal, Canada. I'm a night shift worker. I've been for the last 16 years because during the day I take care of my two children who are both severely autistic. Leaves me very little time to do anything I want, to have a social life, to have friends. So I do this. I force myself to keep my sanity by recording 30 minutes every week, about five songs related to one specific topic. This week the topic is weapons. We'll not talk about this any further. First two songs, enjoy.
once killed three men in a bar. With a pencil. A... I know, I've heard the story, sir. With a fucking pencil? Who the fuck can do that? Glide over white caps and white sails high, overweight knuckles. And I was fine till I saw the pale horse ride and open up its gate across the ocean floor. You were fine till you saw the white rider take and take some more. swing a double-headed axis. Well, it's just not a real barbarian.
If you're about as old as me or older, you may know this band is called Heavens to Betsy. They were part of the underground movement of angry girl punk rock music that rose up in the early 1990s alongside grunge. They uh, were active from 1991 to 1994. They released two original albums. This was from their second album. The song is called Axeman. I discovered that song. Well, discovered, rediscovered that song in the movie Easy Gets the Fuck Across Town from uh, last year. Two years ago. It's uh, it's an independent movie that pretty much showcases a new filmmaker's talent and view. It reminds me a lot in that sense of uh, Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs or Rodriguez's uh, El Nariachi. It's really a bare-bones underground movie that tries different things, try to show off the vision of a new visionary filmmaker. It is still pretty good, though. It feels like a student movie, but it's still pretty good. It stars Mackenzie Davis as... Um, Izzy, well, you gotta watch the movie, I won't spoil it for you, but in the film, she is uh, a singer, tries to be a singer, if I may say so, who used to have a duo with her sister, played by Carrie Coon, and they do make a cover of that song, a live version of that song in a movie, and it's absolutely fantastic, it's a completely different version, it had completely different feel and honestly it, it was a coin toss which one of the two versions i was going to put in this but i felt like going with the more bare bones underground raw rock sound of heavens to betsy so there you go you're welcome before that a band from my neck of the wood from montreal canada they're called timber timber they were formed in 2005 they are described as a band of freak folk psychedelic folk blues southern gothic whatever that means <laughs> that's what they do it's from their uh, fourth album in 2009 called Timber Timber. And it played, if it is familiar, it played in a bunch of movies and TV shows, especially here in Canada. So if you heard it, it means you've watched a Canadian TV show, probably. And I have to say, we make good stuff. <laughs> and we opened with uh, Ben of Horses, a song called Our Swords. I heard that song in a movie called um, uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, a movie that I love. Kind of bombed at box office, came out about 10 years ago. Uh, but but um, it's based on a movie, sorry, on a book. <laughs> Don't judge a movie by its book. It's based on a book that I really love by Rachel Kahn and David Leviton, two authors who are uh, reading New York City, and I love their style. I love their street style, especially Rachel Kahn. I've, I've read most of her books. I say most because I got the, her last one, her most recent one, Tokyo Dream Life. It's on uh, <laughs> my shelf. I'm waiting to find a time to read it. Uh, anyway, I discovered that song in that movie. There's a lot of indie rock songs from New York City in that movie, and most of the songs that I've heard I have or will play in this podcast because it's one of my favorite soundtracks of all time, alongside with... Uh, Sean Favreau's Chef. Fantastic soundtrack. <laughs> uh, coming up next, we have the Englishman who will uh, give us one song about the subject, too. But before that, uh, what do we got? Oh, a song, that I, <laughs> a song that I love so much. You've heard it, again, in a bunch of movies and TV shows, but to me, uh, I, it's a 1980s song, but it played in an episode of Ashes to Ashes. If you love uh, BBC cop shows, it was a follow-up to uh, the original Life on Mars. And there's a scene in the show where uh, Gene Hunt, the main cop, drives an Audi, a 1980s classic Audi, and he um, drives down a lane in pursuit, and then there's a pile of boxes, and he's about to do that action movie thing of ramming through the boxes, but then he stops just short of him, taps his dash, says, I'm not hurting this baby, turns around, and <laughs> pursues the car a different way, and that song plays throughout that whole scene, and it fits so much. <laughs> it's called Soldier of a Thousand Men. Enjoy! 
all right, the subject is weapons. I know it's a strange subject to uh, to impose on you. You must have had a hard time finding songs for this one. I really, this one came real quick. Really? Yeah, I love this band so much. It was always my dream to see them live. And I saw them in this tiny little dive venue in New York like a couple of years ago. And it was the best night of my life. But they didn't play this song. I picked this song just because it feels very... Oh, you know when you'd watch the old war movies? I guess for you, you're a little bit older than me, so they were, they were new war movies. Okay, seriously, what are you calling old war? Are we talking Patton, or are we talking Saving Private Ryan? A little bit older than Saving Private Ryan. Like Bonafide July, something like that? I guess so. More where it focused on the whole, the horrors of, of war. Okay. Kind of. And I felt like this song, SOS, just kind of captures that quite nicely. This song, again, never heard of that before. I listened to it a couple of times. It reminds me of, again, bands from the 90s who were into the alternative wave. This one reminds me, sorry, <clears throat> reminds me of the Rembrandts and Urge Overkill. Does that ring okay. a bell? It does. But these guys have been around for a very long time. Uh, 1989, my research says. Yeah. To 2005, and then they came back like everybody else in 2013 to write. <laughs> I mean, everybody does that now. It's, it's the, the, the epoch of revival. On TV, they bring all these old shows back, and all these bands are coming back to make money, like The Stones, uh, Aerosmith. These guys should be dead, but no, they're still on stage making money. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Enough about this. Uh, Rocket from the Crypt, this song is called SOS, and I really like it. And thank you for submitting that song. No worries. Oh 
I cannot express how grateful I am to Scott for coming in every week to submit his songs. Almost every time it's either a song I've never heard of or a song that I would not have listened to had it not been for him. Thank you so much, Scott, for going on this journey with me. I hope that we can do this for a while. He will be back next week, but if you miss Scott so much, you can't wait. Please check out his own podcast, The Englishman's Guide to Being a Better American. It is funny, it is touching, it is endearing. It is on Anchor, anchor.fm slash English, E-N-G-L-I-S. Thank you so much for being with me and for listening to my diatribes about weapons. I hope you will be back next week. I'm leaving you with someone I've played a lot and will continue playing a lot on this show, not just because he's from Montreal, but because he's one of my favorite singer-songwriters of all time. His name is Sam Roberts. I've talked a lot about him, and I will keep talking a lot about him, but today I will just... I'm running out of time, so I will just <laughs> leave you with one of my favorite songs. It's called With a Bullet. Have a good week.
Hey there, podcast listener. Bitchy the Hamster here to let you know that there's no I in team, but there is one in iTunes. So use your eyeballs, go there, and leave an I review. No, it doesn't work. Do it anyway.